Pregnancy. Pregnancy is a state of having a planted product of conception located either in the uterus or elsewhere in the body. It ends through either spontaneous or elective abortion or delivery. During this time, the mother's body goes through an immense change involving all organ systems to sustain the growing fetus. All medical providers must be aware of these alterations present in pregnancy to be able to provide the best possible care for both mother and fetus. Issues of concern. The female body goes through immense changes during a pregnancy that involves all organ systems in the body. These changes result in physiology that differs from that of a non-pregnant female. Additionally, abnormalities in the development of the pregnancy can lead to further complications for both the mother and fetus. With the maternal mortality rate in the United States reaching almost 18 deaths per 100,000 live births in 2009, a, dr dramatic, a drastic increase from 7.2 de deaths per 100,000 in 1987, it has become more critical for all healthcare providers to understand the typical changes that accompany pregnancy as well as recognize changes that go beyond typical pregnancy symptoms. Cellular. The fertilization of an egg with a sperm results in the process of embryogenesis. The fertilized egg goes through several divisions to form a blastocyst. The blastocyst then initiates implantation with maternal endometrium. Implantation triggers the uterine stoma to undergo decidulation to accommodate the embryo. This decidua supports embryo survival and appears to act as a barrier against immunologic responses. Additionally, upon implantation, human chorionic gonadotropin begins to be secreted, allowing the sustenance of pregnancy. The blastocyst then begins the process of forming three distinct germ layers, including the ectoderm, mesoderm, and endoderm. At this stage, the blastocyst then becomes an embryo. The embryo goes through the process known as organogenesis, in which the majority of the major organ systems develop. After eight weeks from implementation or 10 weeks gestational age, the embryo is then termed a fetus until birth. Development. The duration of pregnancy from implantation to a fertilized ovum to birth is taken as 266 days. However, as pregnancy dating is typically from the first day of the last menstrual period, the duration of pregnancy is considered to be 280 days on average. The duration of the amount of time by which approximately half of all women will deliver babies. Babies born from 37 and 07 weeks gestation to 38 and 6 out of 7 weeks are considered early term. These born before, between 39 weeks and 40 weeks are labeled as full term. Babies born 41 through uh, 41 weeks are entitled late term. Any baby born at 42 weeks gestation and beyond is deemed post term. Organ systems involved. Pregnancy in induces a coordinated response of multiple organ systems to support both mother and fetus. Female reproductive system. To, accom to accommodate a growing fetus, the uterus must undergo extreme structural changes in cellular hypertrophy. During this time, the uterus must maintain a passive, non-contractile state. Thus, uh, this occurs through elevated levels of progesterone, which act to relax smooth muscle. Growth of the placenta results in the uterine tissue and vascular remodeling. Hormonal signals, primarily estrogen, are responsible for the initiating of the uterine growth process during early pregnancy. The uterus increases from 70 grams to 110 grams, with its volume capacity increasing from 10 milliliters to 5 liters. 
between weeks 12 and 16, the lower uterine corpus unfolds, allowing the uterus to become more spherical and giving room for an amniotic sac expansion with minimal stretching of the uterus. When fetal growth begins to accelerate at 20 weeks, the uterus rapidly elongates and the walls thin. The longitudinal diameter grows more rapidly than the left and right and the anterior posterior diameters with a maximum rate of elongation happening between weeks 20 and 32. By 28 weeks, the maximum fetal growth rate has occurred and the uterine tissue growth slows while continuing to stretch rapidly and become thin. Within several weeks of delivery, the uterus then returns to its pre-pregnancy structure. Cardiovascular. During pregnancy, the, the cardiac output increases by 30 to 60%, with the majority of the increase occurring during the first trimester. The maximum output is reached between 20 and 24 weeks and is maintained until delivery. Initially, the increase in cardiac output is due to an increase in stroke volume. As the stroke volume increases toward the end of the third trimester, an increase in heart rate acts to maintain the increased cardiac output. Systemic vascular resistance decreases, resulting in decreased arterial blood pressure. Systolic blood pressure increases by approximately 5 to 10 millimeters of mercury, and diastolic blood pressure decreases by 10 to 15 millimeters of mercury. This decrease reaches its lower, lowest point in 24 weeks, at which point it slowly returns to pre-pregnancy levels. The decrease in arterial blood pressure is due to elevated progesterone levels during uh, pregnancy. Progesterone leads to smooth muscle relaxation, thus increasing vascular resistance. Due to these physiological changes, bounding or collapsing pulses as well as ejection systolic murmurs are present in the majority of pregnant women. A third heart sound may be pregnant and ectopic beats and peripheral edema is also, are also common. These changes in position of the heart and uh, that occur in pregnancy progress lead to ECG changes that are considered normal findings in pregnancy. Pulmonary. During pregnancy, the diaphragm elevates, resulting in a 5% decrease in total lung capacity. However, the total tidal volume uh, increases by 30 to 40%, thereby decreasing the expiratory reserve volume by 20%. Minute volume is similarly increased to 30 to 40%, owing to the fact that the tidal volume becomes increased while a constant respiratory rate is maintained. The increase in minute ventilation that occurs during pregnancy allows for an increase in alveolar PaO2 and arterial PO2 levels and a decrease in PaCO2 and PaCO2. PaCO2 decreases from a pre-pregnancy level of 40 millimeters of mercury to 30 millimeters of mercury by 20 weeks. This decrease in PaCO2 creates an increased CO2 gradient between the fetus and the mother, thus enhancing oxygen delivery and carbon dioxide removal of the fetus. This gradient is created by elevated progesterone levels which appear to act as either increase the responsiveness of the respiratory system to CO2 or to be a primary stimulant. These changes are needed to accommodate the 15% increase in metabolic rate and 20% increase in oxygen consumption that occurs during pregnancy. Decreased PaCO2 levels, increased tidal volume, and decreased lung capacity combine to result in dyspnea of pregnancy in approximately 60 to 70% of pregnant patients. This feeling is subjective a sensation of breathlessness with no hypoxia present. It is most common during the third trimester, but it can start at any time. Gastrointestinal. Elevated levels of estrogen, progesterone, and human chorionic gonadotropin combine to bring about nausea and vomiting, commonly termed morning sickness. Hypoglycemia can be an additional cause of nausea. 
Morning sickness develops about 70% of pregnancies and can occur at any time during the day. It typically resolve, resolves by weeks 14 through 16, but persists beyond week 20 in about 20 to 10 to 20% of pregnancy patients. If nausea and vomiting are severe enough to lead to ketosis and weight loss greater than equal to 5% of pre-pregnancy rate, the term is hyperemesis gravidarum. In these patients, intravenous fluid with vitamin sub substitution may be necessary. Elevated progesterone levels increase smooth muscle relaxation leading to prolonged gastric emptying time. When combined with decreased gastroesophageal sphincter tone and upward displacement of the stomach, reflux often occurs. Progesterone-mediated smooth muscle relaxation also leads to decreased motility and large bowel, resulting in increased water absorption and constipation. Renal. The renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system is activated in early pregnancy, consequently increasing sodium reabsorption. However, there is an increased glomerular filtration rate acts to maintain sodium plasma levels. Additionally, elevated progesterone and prostaglandin, along with angiotensin 1 receptor modification in pregnancy, leads to a relative resistance in angiotensin 2. This state acts to balance the vasoconstrictive effect of angiotensin allows for vasodilation of the renal arteries mediated by relaxing stimulation of the endothelium to synthesize nitrous oxide. Due to renal vasodilation, both the uh, GFR and renal plasma flow increase. The glomerular filtration rate increases 50% starting in early pregnancy, and this increase remains until delivery. The de decrease in systemic vascular resistance results in both afferent and efferent arterioles experiencing decreased vascular resistance, thus maintaining a glomerular hydrostatic pressure. The resulting increased renal flow results in an increase in kidney size. Progesterone acts to reduce ureteral tone, peristalsis, and contraction pressure, thereby dilating the uterus. The elevation of glomerular filtration rate acts to decrease blood area nitrogen and creatinine by 25%. The elevated glomerular filtration rate combined with the increased glomerular capillary permeability to albumin results in increase in the fractional excretion of protein as for as much as 300 milligrams a day. Less tubular reabsorption of both glucose and urea results in increased excretion rates. Hematology. In pregnancy, the red blood cell volume increases by 20 to 30%, while the plasma volume increases by 45 to 55%. Dispropor disproportionate volume increase leads to a dilutional anemia with increased hematocrit. White blood cell count increases to 6 to 16 million milliliters and can be as high as 20, mil 20 million per milliliter during shortly after labor. Platelet concentration decreases slightly due to the increased plasma volume, but typically stays within normal limits. A small proportion of women, 5 to 10%, will have platelet levels between 100 and 150 billion per liter without any pathology present. Farbinogen and factors 7 and 10 levels increase, and clotting and bleeding remain unchanged. However, the increased venous stasis and damaged vessel endothelium result in higher rates of thromboembolotic events during pregnancy. The increase in the risk of thromboembolytic events starts at the first trimester and continues at least 12 weeks until postpartum. Endocrine. During pregnancy, there is an increase in hormone production by the adrenal glands. The reduced vascular resistance and blood pressure stimulate the RAA system, resulting in a threefold increase in aldosterone by the time of the first trimester and tenfold increase by the end of the third trimester. There is also an increase in production of cortisol, adenocortotropic hormone, 
corticoid binding globulin and dexocorticoesterone resulting in a hypercortisol state. By the end of the third trimester, total cortisol levels are three times higher than non-pregnant women. By the end of the pregnancy, the placenta contributes to the increased cortisol state due to its production of corticotropin-releasing hormone, thus helping to trigger labor. The increased levels of estradiol in pregnancy result in an increase in prolactin, with serum prolactin levels increasing tenfold by the end of the pregnancy. This increased production induces growth in the pituitary gland caused by pr proliferation of cells in the anterior lobe. Oxytocin levels produced by the posterior pituitary inhibit the production of follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone, making these levels undetectable musculoskeletal and dermatologic. The shift in the center of gravity that occurs with pregnancy results in increased lower doses of the lower back and flexion of the neck. This shift in posture can result in lower back strain that worsens as the pregnancy progresses. Increased mobility and widening of the sacroiliac joints and, and pubic symphysis occur, as well as joint laxity in the lumbar spine. Carpal tunnel syndrome is a common occurrence in pregnancy due to the compression of the median nerve. Increased estrogen levels result in spider angiomata and palmar erythema. Elevated melanocytes stimulating hormones and steroid hormones lead to hyperpigmentation of the face, nipples, perineum, abdominal line, and umbilicus. Metabolism. The placenta produces human placental lactogen, which acts as a supply nutrition to the fetus. It, it induces lipolysis and increases free fatty acids, which are prefer preferentially used by the pregnant mother for fuel. It also acts as an insulin antagonist to induce a diabetogenic state. This activity prompts hyperplasia of the pancreatic beta cells to increase increase uh, insulin levels and per in protein synthesis. In early pregnancy, maternal insulin sensitivity increases followed by the resistance of the second and third trimesters. Total serum cholesterol and triglyceride levels during this pregnancy due to increased synthesis in the liver and decreased activity of lipoprotein lipase. LDL cholesterol increases through the pregnancy with a 50% increase in term. HDL cholesterol increases during the first half of pregnancy and then falls into the third trimester while sta staying above non-pregnant levels. The, the increase in triglycerides is essential for supplying the mother's energy while sparing glucose for the fetus. The increased LDL levels are crucial for placental steroidogenesis. There are increased caloric and nutritional requirements during pregnancy, included including increased requirements for protein, iron, calcium, folate, and other vitamins and minerals. The protein requirement in pregnancy increases from 60 grams a day to 70 to 75 grams a day as amino acids are transported to the developing fetus. The calcium requirement increases to 1.5 grams per day due to the fetus's requirement of 30 grams of calcium. Maternal serum levels of calcium are maintained in pregnancy with fatal need, fetal needs being met by increased intestinal uh, absorption starting at week, week 12. Pathophysiology. As the purpose of the placenta is to support and maintain the pregnancy, any abnormality in placental formation can result in adverse outcomes for the mother and the fetus. Abnormalities can be in the form of the structure of the placenta, the location of the placenta, and the implementation implantation of the placenta. Preeclampsia appears to involve both maternal and fetal factors, leading to abnormal development of the vasculature in the, in the placenta. 
This ultimately leads to underperfusion, resulting in hypoxia and growth restriction. Maternal endothelial dysfunction, believed to be due to an, uh, anti-angiogenic factors, leads to increased vascular permeability with activation of coagulation cascade, vasoconstriction, and microangiopathic hemolysis. These factors lead to clinical manifestation of preeclampsia, including hypertension, proteinuria, seizure, cerebral hemorrhage, DIC, renal failure, pulmonary edema, utero-placental utero insufficiency, placental abruption, premature delivery, and increased rate of cesarean section deliveries. Preeclampsia falls into two categories, preeclampsia without severe features and preeclampsia with severe features. To be diagnosed with severe features, third trimester blood pressure must be greater than 140, millim 140 over 90 millimeters of mercury on two occasions at least six hours apart as needed, as well as protein and urea over 300 milligrams over 24 hours of protein to, to creatinine ratio greater than 0.3. Women with preeclampsia without severe features are managed with delivery at 37 weeks. If diagnosed before 37 weeks, they are closely monitored as inpatients, although outpatient monitoring can be utilized if there are no other comorbidities. To be diagnosed as a preeclampsia with severe features, blood pressure must be greater than 160 over 110 millimeters of mercury in addition to proteinuria. Alternately, Blood pressure can be greater than 140 over 90 millimeters of mercury on two occasions with at least one or other feature, including renal insufficiency, thrombocytopenia, pulmonary edema, impaired liver function, or cerebral or visceral disturbances. These patients should be delivered at 34 weeks and should receive treatment with magnesium sulfate for seizure prophylaxis. If blood pressure is greater than 160 over 110 millimeters of mercury, antihypertensive should be used to decrease the risk of stroke. Approximately 10% of patients with preeclampsia with severe features will go on to develop HELLP syndrome help. These patients present with hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes, low platelets, hypertension, and proteinuria do not need to be present in these patients. These patients diagnosed after 34 and, uh, and, and, and 34 weeks should be delivered once stabilized. If diagnosed before 34 weeks, these women should be delivered. Uh, these women should be delivered to 24 to 48 hours after beta-methasone administration. They should be administered magnesium sulfate until 24 hours postpartum. Eclampsia is diagnosed when grand mal seizures occur in the preeclamptic patient. It can occur in women both with or without severe features. Eclampsia appears to occur when there is a breakdown in autoregulation of cerebral circulation due to endothelial function, hyperperfusion, and brain edema. Treatment includes seizure management, prophylaxis, blood pressure control, and delivery once the patient has been stabilized and the convulsions have been controlled. Placenta previa occurs when ab with abnormal presentation of placenta covering the internal cervical os, the opening of the cervical at cervix at the end of each uh, endocervical canal. It can be considered complete in which the internal os is completely covered by the placenta, partial previa, which the placenta covering a portion of the internal os, or marginal previa, where the edge of the placenta approaches the margin of the os. The placenta is considered low-lying when it is in the lower uterine segment, but it does not extend to the internal os. During the third trimester, the lower uterine segment begins thinning, leading to disruption of the placental attachment and painless bleeding. This bleeding irritates the uterus, stimulating uterine contractions that can cause further separation and bleeding. As the uterus, as the cervix dilates and, and effaces during labor, placental separation and unavoidable bleeding occur, which may result in hemorrhage and shock. These patients are managed with pelvic rest after 20 weeks, decreased physical activity and cesarean section between 36 and 37 weeks. 
clinical significance. Understanding changes that occur during pregnancy is critical to the proper management of pregnant patients. They encounter many physical changes that can create physical, mental, and emotional strain for the patient. It is important to remain sensitive to these changes when providing care. In addition to remaining sensitive to providing compassionate care, knowing the physiologic changes of pregnancy are essential when determining whether an apparent pathology is indeed pathological versus a normal finding in a pregnant patient.